0: This episode of Not Famous Yet is brought to you by CMK Photography. Quality photos at affordable prices here in Atlanta, Georgia. Are you ready to book your session? Go to cmkphotos.com. In the industry that we work in, we're
1: always asked three questions. Are you famous? Do you know anyone famous? And how do I become
2: famous? So we decided to create Not Famous Yet an entertainment podcast that shines the spotlight on those that are doing big things but haven't quite reached stardom just yet. Our hope
1: is that sharing their stories inspires you on your own journey to keep climbing, keep fighting, and reach your full potential.
2: I'm Grace Andrews, and I'm Becca Tanner, and and this this is Not not Famous famous yet.
1: Yet. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Happy 2020.
2: Happy 2020. And Happy 2020.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, where Did Do I say, I say it too? <laughs> We're here with our lovely guest and friend and <laughs> love of our lives, <laughs> Vivi. Vivi. Yay. Hi. Vivi. Viviana
0: Chavez. Oh, and, yes. yeah. Oh, sorry. For those who don't we know. Should, we should
1: clarify. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's only one and only Vivi to us, but...
3: And it's funny how people don't um, put the two together. They're like, oh, Viviana. And then someone would be like, oh, do you know Vivi? And they're like, no, I don't know who that is. Viviana. Viviana. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, I guess there are not. I don't know. I don't think there are that many VVs in the world. I don't. Or in Atlanta.
2: In Georgia. I've only met one other VV. And she's still a friend of mine. But it's VYVY. That's cool. Oh. -hmm. Mm Funky. Bye
1: bye. (laughs) Vi-vi. vi Vibe? bye, hey, bye. bye. <laughs> on bye, bye. Bye,
2: yeah. In middle
1: school, I called her Fifi and she hated it. Yeah, and <laughs> now that's like a thing. Not Fifi, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> mm. We're also here with our lovely producer. Hi! Um, who introduced us, I guess. Well, I don't know. I guess we were introduced to you through Vivi. Right.
0: Um Or yeah, how he did met, that, come that He met Phoebe first. Yes. And, and then
2: she introduced you. Thank God.
0: Yeah, thank you. Oh, that's so funny. We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Our timelines, <laughs> I feel like I've been watching a lot of Doctor Who, so if I start speaking timelines and like, forgive me, but um, it's weird because I don't know. There's no like specific times when we met now. It, like yeah. my brain is just like, no, we just know each other. Emerged. Yeah. It emerged. Exactly. Yeah. And there
3: was a time when I wasn't like as involved because I was too busy doing I was like doing this and that, 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 that and like burning myself out last mm-hmm. year when we first met. Yeah. So like it does feel like oh now I've actually slowed down enough to like get to know people. Yeah, yeah, and actually feel like oh we've all we're all together. In yeah, this, instead of
2: feeling like I'm going crazy. And <laughs> she helped me with an audition last week, and like for a while, like we just talked and we we're like we should probably finish this audition. I think it was supposed to be 30 minutes and we yeah. took like two
1: hours. <laughs> it was
2: so cool. later. Well we were like we should be friends. Like yeah. do you want to go shopping? Yes. Yeah.
0: Always and here I we always are. always want to go shopping. <laughs> Viviana, why don't you tell the people what you do? Like who um, are you? What yeah. are you so busy doing? Oh
3: yeah. Shopping. That's all I do is <laughs>
0: shop. Spend
3: all my money. No. Um I am an actress, producer Doer of all kinds of things, photographer, um, coach.
1: Badass. badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Someone gave me a mug
3: that says, uh, Excuse me while I sit over here and be a badass. And I was like, Yes.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love it. Yeah, I love
3: that. So, yeah, except it's not microwave safe. So, oh. <laughs> can't use it. <laughs> that, that is not. not I hate it. <laughs> and dishwasher
2: safe? It's not dishwasher safe. No. Oh. <laughs> What's
1: the point of hand washing? Like, I would just. Pats it out, I guess.
0: <laughs> the most millennial thing I've oh my ever God. heard. Honestly, what is, no. what what is the even? point of <laughs> hand washing?
1: Okay, no, this is the most millennial thing I heard the other day, and the guy was like, "You know, I don't think that soap really does anything. I think it's the water that cleans you and like just moves things around." And I was like, <laughs> "Oh yeah,
2: I, was like, I heard that too." Yeah, I was and like, I
1: like wait. <laughs> And then it had me thinking, and I was like, does soap really do anything? Like, is it just water?" <laughs> I like, it really
3: trips me out. I, was I like, refuse to believe that theory. No, no, no. That, I, that so cannot, know. that cannot be I accurate. I will say, my friend who's a nurse said that you have to wash your hands for 20 seconds because it's more the scrubbing action that does anything. Oh, yeah. I did learn that in science yeah. class.
2: Okay. There was, like, a whole class that I was we gonna had say. where we all had to go wash our hands, like, multiple times, and, like, they would put our hands under, like, <laughs> some, I guess, like, UV light or whatever, and <gasps> you would be able to see, like like, the germs.
0: Oh, that's like, what? Crazy. I want that that's for crazy. life. I don't need that in my life. I app. want that <laughs> as, an, as an app. Like
2: yeah. A... I wasn't a fan, though, because I was like, I just don't want to take this long washing my hands. Like, I've made it this far. Okay. <laughs> I've like, hey. made it this far? I agree. True. We've made it, like, it this far.
1: No one is like, they're like, they died from not washing their hands. Like,
2: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Were you, like, 12 or something where that happened? I feel like <laughs> yeah. you made it this far. Yeah. like, 12 or 13. 12
3: Eight years Because I feel like As, like, a teacher who's like, you know what, these children are disgusting. Let's make sure they wash their hands. Oh, yeah. They should have
1: taken that to fifth grade or something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. I I guess it is actually. Yeah. Okay, Vivi, so how did you get, like, who Vivi is sitting in front of us today? What is your story up until now? Like, where did you start? What was your child? Like, what things in your childhood influenced you and really helped you grow? What obstacles did you have to overcome to get you here today?
2: What is your journey? What's my What's journey? What's your journey? <laughs> I love
1: that. Um,
3: well, like I said, I'm from Atlanta. So, born and raised, uh, and I went to UGA, which is the University of Georgia. Um, that's where we met. That's <laughs> where I met Carol. I <laughs> mm, love it. Uh-huh. Obviously, I love her from that squeal. Uh, <laughs> um, so, being from Atlanta is was great, but... Uh, I'm from the city proper. Like most people think, oh, they say Atlanta, but they, they think, you know, you must be from like Gwinnett or Buford, which are sort of suburbs and cities outside of Atlanta. I'm from Atlanta proper. Like I grew up in Little Five Points. Um, and we were one of maybe three Latino families that I know of in Atlanta. Wow. One of which was my cousin when they finally like moved from Texas to here, and then they left again. So, then, like, I ended up being alone again. So, essentially, I grew up being one of the only uh, Latinos in in my Atlanta public school wow. journey. What I'm was just, the other um, demographic like? Black and white. Okay. Um, and then, I guess we were just, like, other. <laughs> yeah. Um, because there were, truly. like, uh, people from other countries. Or, if there were Latino kids, they were in ESOL, which is yeah. the... Uh, we saw... Yeah. yeah, so it's like the English as a second language mm-hmm. course, so they had to take that journey, but me being from the city, being born and raised, I speak Spanish, I grew up speaking it at home, but then I learned English at school and like watching TV. Okay, wow. <laughs> um, so I spoke English, I've spoken English my whole life, my Spanish is actually like real bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to relearn a lot of things. You're like, hola. <laughs> Um, it's not that bad. That is all right. <laughs> um but uh yeah, so my journey is different from any other Latino's journey who maybe were immigrants to the United States because they were put in those classes with those courses and they actually had their own little community. Yeah. But I'm over here with everybody else. Um And there was one girl I remember, Angela Gomez. If you're out there, you were the only other one. (laughs) And then she left. No, No, Angela.
1: Okay, where you go, Angela? Okay, (laughs) (laughs) come back. Dang it. Um, (laughs) Oh. Hashtag bring bring Angela back. back. (laughs) Um, but yeah.
3: So I remember one of my favorite stories, which because it's so iconic, I guess, for the time, and, like, it's just crazy to kind of think about, but I I remember in second grade, we had to fill out some standardized test or something like that, and one of the questions that you check off is what your race is, Mm -hmm. and I remember it saying black-white-other, and I was like, oh, no, black-white-mixed, sorry. It said black-white-mixed, and I was like, uh, what? okay, what do I do? (laughs) And I ended up putting mixed because I was like, okay, well, I'm Mexican and Uruguayan, so that's like a mix of two different things. So I must be mixed. And so I checked off mixed. And I was mixed from second grade up until (laughs) 11th grade, when all of a sudden (laughs) there were like so many freaking categories. It's like Latino, non-white Latino, Mm -hmm. Hispanic, Mexican, blah, blah, blah. Like now there are all these categories that people – put you in yeah and I remember walking into the uh, the guidance counselor's office and being like can I be Latino now oh, <laughs> in 11th wow. grade because I was filling out stuff for
1: college yeah so I was like let me go ahead you're like your race changed yeah. in 11th grade how did that happen um but it's that's, okay what? I used to check other two really <laughs> I did not want to be white I was yeah. like boring <laughs> Okay. They're like, who is
2: this Abigail? <laughs> <laughs> this is not right. She wrote her own box. <laughs> <laughs> I can be whatever I want, Shaq. You would, though, as a kid. That's you to a T. <laughs>
1: Anyways,
2: okay, um, so you, in 11th
1: grade.
3: Yeah, so but that's sort of a, a testament to what it's like growing up feeling like kind of, not an outsider, but just feeling a little bit of an outcast. A little bit. It's more, like, confused. You're just really confused because you live this life at home, and then if you take your home life into the world, people don't understand it, so they're like, wait, what? And then you do feel a little bit looked at. Yeah. Like, under a microscope almost. And then, not only that, but growing up in Atlanta, the demographic, at least at the time, was 65% black in the city itself. Yeah. But so you've got this pocket of diversity, I guess, uh, in Atlanta versus Georgia as a whole, which is a totally different demographic outside of the city. You know, you've got, like, rural Georgia and you've got all these different uh,
0: cultures. Suburban Georgia. Yeah, Yeah,
3: suburban Georgia and rural Georgia and, like, the backgrounds and the beliefs of everybody out there. And so you've got a little Latino kid inside of a predominantly black city inside of a predominantly white state (laughs) in the South. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're like,
2: wait, what? Where am I? (laughs) Where am I? I've never thought about it from that perspective. It's very
3: odd. Yeah. And that's carried through. Like, I think that's why sometimes I I do a lot of self-analysis and like, Mm -hmm. why do I do this? And who am I? Blah, blah. But I think a lot of it stems from that. And I think that, honestly, acting... So I started acting in high school, and it was kind of an accident because I uh, got put in the one-act plays, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, This sounds like fun. It sounds more fun than public speaking. Uh, (laughs) It's wonderful to, like, I mean, I'm sure if we psychoanalyze it, it's wonderful to have a character that you can analyze and be like, this is who I'm going to be. Because I don't have to worry about who I am. I can be this person, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I can go back to living my regular, confusing life. But at <laughs> least here, <laughs> yeah, I know oh, what yeah. this is supposed to be, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe there was something like that that clicked with fifteen-year-old Vivi. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: that's deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I like to think real deep. That's oh. awesome, though. That's probably <laughs> that's exactly really cool. what like mm-hmm. you were like searching for. That almost like stability in a way, or mm-hmm. like a, I can, I have guidelines here. Yeah. Instead of like, yeah, reason. and I'm a rule follower. So like, <laughs> You're like, I'm give me lines. Shirt. I'm like,
3: here's some lines. Here's a person. Just I do that. that. Okay. That's really um, cool. Yeah, and so I guess that, but also coupled with the fact that it's just like
1: really fun. Yeah. Yes. Tell us about Latinas in media. Yes. Tell us about that because that is like your thing. I feel like you embody that and are always like doing Aww. something with that.
2: Thanks. Yeah famous for it <laughs> yeah it's like
1: your local like you famous. own that <laughs> yeah
3: so cool tell us
1: more about that um
3: it's pretty cool so latinas in media is a, an organization that right now puts on showcases to um showcase the latinx community in atlanta meaning artists writers actors directors um Yeah, so we are, we put on a showcase every fall during Hispanic Heritage Month to kind of bring awareness to the Latinx community, but in the works, we're also trying to do more events and organize more efforts to, again, just showcase all the wonderful, talented Latinos in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, And also to bring everyone together, because I think Atlanta feels a bit uh, spread out. Mm -hmm. Georgia, I guess, feels really spread out. And so we like to build the community so everyone can kind of have a home base and people that they can connect with and go, oh, you understand me in this way. Let's talk about it and meet up. So one of our things that we're doing actually next Sunday... The nineteenth is a Latinas in Media lunch. Okay, called Latinas Who Lunch, yeah. <laughs> which is actually how we started. We started that. doing lunches, and oh, cool. we were all just like, "Let's get together." Let's do something. Mm-hmm. And so we started that, and then we're kind of going back to
1: those roots and having our big lunch.
3: Uh, yeah, on Sunday.
1: So you do it, or, like, how do people find out about that? Like, is there a Facebook group? or There's a Facebook word of mouth? group, yeah. We okay. mainly
3: do Facebook and Instagram for now. Okay. Um, We're in the process of figuring out how to build our website. Yeah. Oh, but, cool. Yeah, but right now we're mainly Facebook and Instagram.
1: Instagram, I feel like, even more so
3: yeah. than anything else. Do you
1: have to be, like, invited? Like, if someone was listening to this and they're like, I have been looking for this. Like, this is exactly what I need. They can just, like, join the Facebook group mm-hmm. and figure out how to be involved. Yep. They that's join really the Facebook cool.
3: group and they follow us on Instagram, and we literally post All the everything time. that's going to happen. And sometimes we'll post casting calls or, you know, oh, if cool. somebody else around town is casting like a Latino or Latina, mm-hmm. then we'll post, reshare, and reshare, share, share their posts. <laughs> yeah. So that they can re blog. Repost. Be in the repost. Yeah. Thank you. We repost <laughs> their uh, casting calls so that they can be in the know.
2: Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. What are some of like the biggest trials that you have faced in the industry? Overall? Overall. Or, like, just in this process, <laughs> yeah. like, with creating, like, this community and, you know, kind of putting it all together.
3: Um, I think the biggest thing that I've felt is that spread-outedness. The, I call them pockets. Atlanta, when I say Atlanta, I mean, like, Georgia as a film industry mm-hmm. feels very spread out, and so... It's kind of, if you know me and you talk to me a lot, you probably overheard me say this a gazillion times. It's kind of my platform. But, like, outside of Latinas in media, outside of acting, just as a person, my biggest, um, I guess my biggest thing that my heart just always gravitates to is wanting a self-sustaining industry in Atlanta. Uh, I feel like we have such a good opportunity, and we're so we have so many talented people and we have some of the resources, but some we don't. And so it's like about finding those resources and finding uh, the people to put the time and energy into making it happen. But we are kind of spread out and there are all these pockets of communities and people don't know each other. People don't realize that this screenwriters group over here isn't the only screenwriters group right. oh, in see. town. There's a, like 50 other ones, mm-hmm. but they don't know each other. And it's almost like if we all could just kind of merge it. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. have some type of network or merging mm-hmm. of the minds. Then every it, I feel like it would grow exponentially instead of more pockets just building up because yeah. oh, people don't think things are happening. Right? right? Yeah. They're like, oh, I have to start it. Oh, and, and they overlap, and then they overlap, kind and kind kind you're like, that. wait. So some of the things, like Latinas in Media, we do overlap with um, Latino filmmakers, Atlanta, I believe okay. is the other one. Yeah. Let me double check that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll fact check, <laughs> fact check this. Uh, but there are, like, two other communities in Atlanta, and we hear about them through other people, or we find them, but, like, we're trying to overlap with them, too, right. to kind of make sure
2: that we're not. So that's like your main like goal is to like combine them as opposed to have like so many different. Not companies.
3: specifically Latinas in media, but com- like for me, mm-hmm. Vivi, the industry, yeah, so like combining everybody and or at least making everyone
1: aware of each other so that so they're making it more collaborative, right? And Thank cohesive you. too. Of just yes, like if it, I feel like it'd be more efficient if everyone was like, "Oh, I there's this already, so how can I make this better?" Or like not having to start from the ground up trying right. to build the same. Yeah, product. right.
3: Yeah. But I do feel like a lot of people, I I can't speak for other people, but I could see how it is appealing to race to the top Mm -hmm. because Um, we're a newer industry. mm -hmm. Somebody once said this is the Wild Wild East. And I thought that was a really cool analogy. That's interesting. That is really cool. Yeah, I can't remember who it was. So whoever you are, good job. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You're like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) listening to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Comment. (laughs) Comment. That's me. Um. Yeah, somebody said it was the Wild Wild East because everyone's kind of trying to race to be the person or the people the or the group yeah. that pioneered the industry here in a
1: way that hasn't been done before. And I was like, oh, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are, yeah. It's, it reminds me, this is so random, but it reminds me of, like, Walmart and Target, and like how they're so similar. But like, someone was like, Oh, I'm gonna start Target, and or I'm gonna start Walmart, even though there's already this like business that has every all the same stuff mm-hmm. the food, mm-hmm. the every appliance, every anything you ever really needed. And then Target's like, or, or Walmart, I don't know. It's just like they're so similar, like there's so even Publix and Kroger, like mm-hmm. they're so similar, but it's like you have all these different things, and it's like there's not just one shopping center you go to, there's like all of these varieties. I'm like, But they're essentially the same. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm, not but according like, to my siblings who worked at Kroger.
1: I mean, they're so different. I only go to
0: Publix for my meat, so I, like, only, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I go it. to Publix across the street. True. And then my Kroger-loving family is like, oh, yeah. Well, then We but don't if, get divided by, like, sports or politics. It's just Publix Kroger. and Kroger. But, oh,
1: yeah. like, if we didn't have those <laughs> options, I feel like, like, it just, they're this essentially the same yeah, place. Yeah, you're right. We yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: shouldn't, especially this it's industry, crazy. I feel like. What you're trying to say, and let me know if I'm incorrect. VB, you're probably not. Carol usually is really good at right putting mine. my words in a more efficient manner, but I'll just ramble. <laughs> um, but this, this idea of like we don't need to compete with right. each mm-hmm. other, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, no, there like, shouldn't
3: be competition so much as collaboration, collaboration, and working together for what we all want, which is to succeed. And I feel like if you're just stepping on other people totally just cut you off but if we're just stepping on other people and like shoving them down as we try to rise to the top that whole
0: crabs in a barrel thing yeah Yeah. just so weird it's such a weird analogy it is but it's like guys let's lift each other up yeah (laughs) like well the industry is competitive enough as it is so why would
2: you want like the community that you're a part of you know like why would you want that to be more competitive in a way you know like why not have like your support group and people that can you know
3: Help. You up, yeah, yeah,
2: and it builds distrust. I think, I think
3: that's why mm-hmm. it drives me crazy because it's if it's so, com- there's healthy competition, you know, but I feel like this industry can be so cutthroat, mm-hmm. competitive in a way that's unhealthy, in a way that's um, what did I just say? What was the word I used? Cutthroat, the other one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, distrustworthy, right? Untrustworthy? Distrustworthy.
0: (laughs) Distrustworthy. Love it. Keep it. Keep it. it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) We'll save that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) thank you. Um, yeah, you can't trust people if you think that they're just coming up to you because they want something from Mm -hmm. you or that they just want to leg up in the industry or they just want to step on you to be in the industry. You know what I mean? That just doesn't feel right. Like, we're human beings. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Ah! Well, and like Grace said, like... We are already competing with, I mean, the, in, like, the whole industry as a whole, like, it is one giant competition. It's who can, who gets the part, and not everyone gets the part, but it's, like, why, I like, I feel like for people in Atlanta, like, I would look at it as more, look at it more like we're competing with Hollywood right now, or, like, New York, or, like, these, you know, places that are already established, so why would we not stick together? But I think when you're in it, you kind of micro, like, I don't know what the word is, but, like, you see it more on, like, a smaller level, and you're just, like, competing with your neighbor, mm-hmm. rather than seeing it, like, oh, we're actually competing with a whole different, like, other yeah. side of the country.
3: Yeah. I think it's, I think what you're saying, at least to me, sounds, maybe I'm being really, like, positively naive about it all, <clears throat> but um, it's, we are competing with Hollywood, but
0: I I feel like
3: Hollywood should I say this? <laughs> yes.
0: Say You're it. Anything off. goes. Yeah. Yeah. It all goes. My producer had one I was like, should you? Should I?
3: <laughs> you, I felt the good. cutting room floor decide if you should say it. Well let me help me reword it if I say it wrong. Okay. But what I'm trying to say is I feel like we have the opportunity to be something new and not uh we just have the opportunity we have the opportunity to be something new. And to work a way that's different than hasn't been done before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, yeah, and I think the idea of collaboration kind of throws people off because they're like, well, how can you collaborate without feeling like, well, what am I getting out of this mm-hmm. person, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's just sort of the standard right now. The standard is, okay, well, how do I work with this person to get what I want and to get what they want? But it feels to me like it can be in a way that's, again, unhealthy or – um, like, you're just using each other instead of actually, like, working with that person because you actually care about their project. You mm-hmm. care about what they're doing. You care about them as a person. Because you just shouldn't work with them if you don't. Right, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, don't do it just because you're like, well, I'm going to, like, cash this in later. Right. You know? Yeah. Just be like, no, that's not, that's not what aligns with what I'm trying to do. But I support you in your endeavors. Go for it. And maybe I can help you find somebody that works with that, or that matches what you're trying to do, but otherwise,
2: like, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I think we kind of, I don't, talking about competition, I don't want to say a leg up from Hollywood, but I think one of our biggest um, differences is just overall the people in general. Like, I think I've said this so many times, but I was just shocked by, like, how different the community was here because everyone at least to me felt like they were championing others right or, or like I would talk to friends that had the same audition that I did and like that was kind of just something you didn't speak about in LA at least right that I found and they're like how did it go like you know like very very supportive and I think just, like, as an overall whole, we have that going for us to be different, because Mm -hmm. we can boost each other up, because it is so new. It's not, you know, like, yeah we move somewhere, and it's like, oh, okay, this is how things go. Okay. Like, I'll adapt to this city, as opposed to, like, we can create our own.
3: Right. Yeah. And if you think about, I think in one of your other episodes, you mentioned, like, the, I don't know if it was your episode, probably, but... (laughs) Um, you mentioned in another episode about how, I think Becca, it was like a brief thing and I was like, yes, that's it. Yeah. How the, the industry or just like the world is new because of social media and because oh, of yeah.
0: all so of these different.
3: different technology, software show, blah, 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 mm-hmm. everything that's mm-hmm. come out. Like I call it the teenage years of America. I'm like, we're still shifting. We're changing so much. We yeah. don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah, in. we're as, right. it, as a country. Amen. Yeah. But. <laughs> <laughs> I <I'm> <laughs> but we're technology has changed everything, and it literally changes every year. Like mm-hmm. I've been, I'm from Atlanta, and <laughs> so I grew up here. I've seen it change. I've seen this industry show up and change, yeah. at least this round, because maybe people don't know it happened back in the 70s and yeah. the early 80s. And then it left and now it's back um, with much more gusto. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> uh, but I forget what I'm saying. Yeah. What new media oh, or it's no. like it's changing. a new world. We're, yeah. t- we're teenagers. Yes. We're teenagers. We're teenagers. We're
0: figuring out our shit.
3: Exactly. Yeah, and like Netflix changed the game.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, oh my god, it, just,
3: yeah. it did. And how long ago did Netflix come out?
1: Not that long ago. Yeah, you know, we were running it on DVDs. a few, like, exactly. and that was years ago. Yeah, so that.
0: crazy. I was just looking at that TV in the room, and it has with a the DVD, DVD player. And in. I was
2: like, That's I. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Quick side note: <laughs> I got that TV at a an estate sale.
0: And, really? And I From just the 90s. Stayed, yes. yes,
2: and I had just moved here, and, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. No. It's, like, the most fine.
0: Vivi um, <laughs> dropped some coffee for those. <laughs> and I was like, no one see happened. anything.
2: <laughs> My mom came to visit. She stopped me up on, like, stain removers. We're fine. Excellent. Um, but, um, no, but I had just moved here. I was living with family at the time, mm. and I was like, I need to get a TV, but I personally, I was like, I really want one with a DVD player. And it shocked me that
0: they don't make them anymore. How crazy is that? Isn't
2: that crazy? They don't make computers with, with DVDs,
0: DVDs I know. CD, CD drives. drives anymore. Yeah. yeah.
2: And, but I found that for, like, 25 bucks. And I was like, here we <laughs> go. That's
0: exactly
2: what I wanted. And Grace and I were talking
1: the other day, too, about... Um, movies and just like you were going to the movies and I was like you know in 10 years I don't know if that like that was a thing of the past that was like the thing to do and I don't even know if that will st- well I also am the person that was like Prince dead and it's obviously not but like, <laughs> I'm just like I'm so like moving out of that space because I'm like everything's digital so I'm like well in 10 years are people even going to go to the movies anymore I like, will
0: because I mean I, th- I yeah. think it'll I, still be here I hope it's, it's a classic I was going to say I hope it's still like a special I, do it feel, I think you know? it's becoming
2: more of a treat now, because, yeah. Because exactly. I Let's mean, the I went movies. to movies last night, and like we did like the reclining seats and everything. And yeah. my friend was <gasps> like, "I if I'm going to go to the movie, why not pay three or four more dollars to like have reclining seats and have like a nice big theater? Mm-hmm. Because That's I don't go that way often. Yeah. Oh busy. yeah, you got I
1: can. to. <laughs> I can't. But I just wonder, like, I mean, how hard is it as the the movie or at uh, the like AMC as that industry to compete with Netflix. It probably really platforms. difficult. And they, I mean, they mm-hmm. have to re- add yeah. the reclining chairs, add food, mm-hmm. add drinks.
2: Like, yeah. I was thinking about that stuff. last night because we were at an AMC theater and I was just like, I feel like AMC is it pretty much. Like, yeah. and they yeah. used to not be. No, like, yeah. And I mean, did like, did you go to Phipps? Uh, no, actually went to the battery. <gasps> we were going to go to Phipps. What? I know, but then Showtime's and sold out, so battery. It's fine. It was a very nice theater. But, um, but I was thinking, I was like, I mean, they still have like, Regal Cinemas, obviously, and like, there are other like, chains, but I feel like, AMC is really like, becoming the main, like, mecca as far as just like, consistency and... The movie-going no. experience. The movie-going yeah. experience. So feel so free
0: to sponsor us, AMC, if you're listening AMC. to this. AMC. Thank you. Or CineBistro or
1: whatever that place is. They have food, too. <laughs> <laughs> whole meals. I mean, it's such a weird experience, though, because you're eating in the dark, and you're just like, I hope this is what I... Think it is. <laughs> is this chicken? Like, I don't know. I can't see anything, but the movie, okay.
0: <laughs> but nice. things are adapting, and things are, are, are shifting mm. and changing, and Vivi's right. Like, we have the opportunity to... Do things our way. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be LA's way or right. New York's way. We don't have to compete with LA or New exactly. York. I think that, I mean, I like as an actor or a person in this industry, whether you're an actor or not, I think it's nice to know that you can go to LA. You can go right. to New York. You can go to Atlanta. You have all these opportunities.
3: And they have their own benefits, yeah. right? Because it's still changing and because we're newer, LA is still the standard. New York is still the standard, but... We have so many new opportunities here that we can create our own standard. Our own was standard. Say, exactly. What, that's are what those, I those?
1: What opportunity? Like what things? Because we're able to do this, what would you like to see done that's not done in New York or LA? Here? Mm-hmm. Like how uh, would that's it be a different? Great question.
3: I think it starts with people collaborating and people seeing each other as working artists, and it just. To me, it would feel more community oriented, but on a grand scale. So, agencies talking to each other, mm-hmm. not saying necessarily like the ones that are already here, but that would be great. Like, but like agencies talking to each other, passing people along, or like rather than keeping them to themselves or what? Yeah, let me cut that out because that's not really a good example of that. <laughs> cut that part out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Um. But something along the lines of people working together, go back and start it over. Which what did I say? I don't remember.
1: So what was the question? Yeah. So how? I mean, how do you see? How could we make the Atlanta industry different from New York or LA or places that are already established, so that the standard is different? Like, how would you? What What would you like to Do you have? I
3: think it starts with the people. I think the people working together to build projects and. Work as artists and seeing each other as collaborators and artists is the biggest thing because I think it's hard to know something that you haven't done yet, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's just going to make it different inherently. It's going to feel more like, honestly, it might not feel as glamorous. (laughs) My coffee! (laughs) (laughs) Damn it! It might not feel as glamorous. Sorry. I just,
0: like, that needs to be the intro. My intro? Because it is such a VV thing. It needs to be. I literally saw it. I was watching it about to fall, and I was like, I'm just going to let
1: it fall because it's closed, it's safe. (gasps) My god! My god! Damn it!
0: Damn
3: it! Okay, um, so Grace's floor is gonna be coming. Up. I'm gonna put this in my shoe. There you okay, perfect. Oh, great. 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 <laughs> um, I don't think it would be as glamorous. Probably, like it's gonna feel like you're just working on projects together, and it'll come out. On top. I don't know. My brain. Maybe I, I don't have. That's such a
0: good question. I'm going to be like thinking about this all day now, Becca. Because. Let's go back to it so that she can give you like a. An answer. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm like. I don't <laughs> have an answer. Well, I just think it's so interesting. Because I mean. You're so right about us. Us being in like the teenage years. And, and when I think of that. I literally think of like. The millennial generation. of yeah. like Us realizing. Hey. Um, no. We're pro women. We're pro. Um, like. Like. LGBTQ, like, we're all, like, we're speaking up against the past traumas that mm-hmm. we're, like, mm-hmm. breaking those walls down. And so I think it's so interesting, like, for Atlanta to kind of be in that phase. Not the millennial phase, but the, the years of, like, hey, no, we don't like the way that this has been done. We want to right. do it differently. And I'm just trying to think of how can we do it differently. And Well, I think you're right. I think it's all the things that I, everyone seems to be fighting for right yeah. now. And actually
3: making those standard mm-hmm. instead of the standard right now. Yeah. So diversity of all scales, and, I don't know, not, maybe, just not following all the formulas. Yeah. I know you, like, not following formulas, (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Sorry, that's, I was pointing to Carol. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um, Yeah, well, I have a quick question. Speaking of diversity, what has your experience been like specifically as um, a Latinx woman in this industry? What has that journey been like for you? What are some of the, you Uh know, struggles and...
2: So, outside of the community that um, you're creating and continuing to branch off of, like, you personally, what are some of your struggles, like, as a Latina in the industry or just any trials that you've gone through on your own?
1: Um, good question. Or even as a female. I mean, yeah, yeah, or as yeah. a female. Good question. You're like, I am <laughs> a female. No, I am. All of these things.
3: Um, honestly, I think my biggest thing is... Um, this is, I don't know if people talk about this a lot, but self-doubt for some, some things. Like, for specifically as an actress, self-doubt knowing whether or not you book the part because of your skill sometimes versus your look.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: And that's always something that I have to go, no, no, no. It's both. It's both. Because otherwise I wouldn't have booked it, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: When you say your look, what do you mean? Do you mean your look as a Latina, as a Latina. woman? Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my look as a Latina woman because uh, if they're looking for Hispanic woman and her whatever age range, right. I am 25 to 35, I don't know, um, whatever y'all want me to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, and it's like, yeah, a couple of lines or something and you book it, you go, oh, I mean, how much acting how much like can you wow them in two lines but Mm -hmm. also you go okay well then maybe they just cast me because of my looks yeah and it just feels kind of like well I wish there were more opportunities to showcase more than just that sure which is partially why we do Latinas and media honestly to Mm -hmm. be like look we have more Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's more in us Mm -hmm. there's tons of stories and it's not the ones you've heard over and over and over again Mm -hmm. um and yeah so I think that's been the biggest sort of internal personal struggle that I've felt um I mean outside of that I don't know how do you overcome that positive thoughts <laughs> <laughs> uh which is actually great my new thing sort of sort it's relatively new within the last couple of months like my biggest thing that I love is I've been working towards more positive thinking because I didn't realize how much negative thinking I was doing mm-hmm. and I think we talked about this a little bit but mm-hmm. like I didn't realize how much negative thinking is in my day-to-day life without realizing it, right? Mm -hmm. You just say things that, even like spilling my coffee, you know, like sometimes your brain can be like, oh, I'm such a klutz, right? Mm -hmm. Something Mm -hmm. like that is a negative thought that you're like instilling in yourself. It's like you're you're speaking it over yourself, yeah. and you're going to live it out without realizing it and going, oh, you know what? I need to, like, take that back. Yeah. And, like, undo whatever that is mm-hmm. so that I'm not just, like, stopping myself before I... Yeah. Stopping myself. Yeah.
2: What I can achieve. Yeah. I feel like
3: coffee can be a bigger,
2: a bigger thing, you <laughs> I, know? I feel like I've gone through that recently. Yeah. Like, I just with like positive thinking I'm like a pretty positive person but I feel like this week I think it was just kind of getting back in the swing of things mm-hmm. like, holidays you know kind of threw everything off and you had new years and then it was just like I feel like it was just me trying to like catch up like all week or like get back in a routine or you know kind yeah. of get out of a funk and it was like how yeah. do you just like get past like all these things or you know like you know as opposed to just being you know like pessimistic or like like you know like you said you know just like the. Ugh, kind of uh-huh thought and I'm still trying to like figure it out. So You know there, what I did
3: that I I was scared to do it at first, but I was like, you know what, maybe this will help. I don't know. I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I like was listening to some audiobooks and podcasts and then I was like, I'm just gonna put together my own little recipe of self oh,
2: love, care, whatever you wanna
3: I call it. Mantra. Yeah. Sort of. It was more like I like a like a tool, right? Yeah. yeah. Let's like see if, if
2: we feel this way, we will do this. Yeah. So
3: I ended up buying a little notebook and I wrote down literally every single negative thought that I could think of. To see, like, what wow. came out of my brain. Mm.
1: I know. Wow. Okay. I wrote
3: down every negative thought I could think of, and it filled, like, pages. Whoa. And I was like, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I didn't realize, like, but even, like, the little stuff, like, I'm a klutz. Or the one that is Carol's favorite, I don't know. <laughs> oh. I've <you laughs> <are laughs> never even thought that. like, a negative one.
1: Yeah. You do know.
3: You do know, but you're either afraid to say, mm-hmm. or you just need to take a second to figure it out. Yeah. But saying, I don't know like instills in you that you don't have the capacity to really figure it out almost. I Does that make sense? Love that. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I like wrote all of it down and then, it was a lot of work, I wrote it all down. <laughs> and then I went through and I found the ones that were like biggest, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I rewrote all of those and then I categorized them all to be like, this is about like my body. This is wow. about like my personality. I don't remember what all the categories are now, but like this, this is sort of how these all keep fitting into whatever about myself. Yeah. And then I sort of made a, um, I, I called it whatever the belief was. So like this category about my body image says that I believe this, which is a negative thought. Like this is the Uh negative thought that I end up believing in myself without realizing it based off of what I've already Wow. Broken down. And then I went through, so I did that with every category, and then I went through and basically countered all of those negative thoughts. Oh my gosh. Or all of those beliefs, to make them positive beliefs. And not to sort of, not to cover up and be like, none of this is real, you oh, know? Yeah, it's yeah. more like, oh, if I believe that I, I wish I had it with me. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think of one. Well, like
1: the I don't know one. Yeah. So how, like, how do you read? Do I agree? don't know
3: falls into a category of I'm not confident in my choices Mm -hmm. or I don't think that my opinions matter or something like that. And
1: how do you rewrite it?
3: I rewrite it saying that or I'm afraid sorry or I'm afraid that if I give my opinion I'm going to be judged on it. Right. And so I counter it by saying I, it's okay to have a different opinion than other people. Because I, oh, here's one. One that I constantly used to say is, I don't like confrontation. I don't like confrontation. And it's true. It makes me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. But it's because I feel like if I give my actual opinion on something, I'm going to be judged on it. That person's not going to like me. And then I'm going to be like, oh, no. That's huge. It's a big one. Yeah. But then I counter it by saying something like, it's okay to have a different opinion than somebody else. Yeah. It doesn't Mm -hmm. make you any less of a person or it doesn't devalue what you believe right and it's actually kinder to tell that person what your true opinion is yeah Yeah. instead of just agreeing with what with what they say
2: yeah um i don't know if i would have ever thought like i don't like confrontation as being a negative thing because in my mind confrontation is a negative thing so if you don't like something negative then it's like that's okay yeah But it's interesting that you put it that way because it's like, no, it does go back to, like, why do you not like it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's negative on yourself. Yeah, confrontation is just honesty. Mm -hmm. I talked to my therapist about that, and she, because we do the same thing, we rephrase things, right? I've personified it as the bad bitch inside my brain that protects Carol. Mm -hmm. So anytime I have a negative thought, my bad bitch is like, shut up. (laughs) This is the actual truth. One of those things is confrontation and looking at it Like, it's not confrontation, it's a conversation. Mm -hmm. Because looking at it as a confrontation is already negative. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at it like a conversation, then you're like, okay, like you said, it's okay to have different opinions and conversations. We Mm -hmm. do it all the time. But when you look at it like a confrontation, it's already like a fight. Yeah, exactly. And what I like about what you're doing, and I think is also kind of ties in with like us trying to figure out ourselves in this um, new era of the entertainment industry is our mental health. And I think that's what's also going to uh, change our standard is because we as a people are taking care of ourselves internally. Mm -hmm. And whether you're an actor or an accountant or Mm -hmm. whatever your industry is, having better mental health I think is going to benefit you in whatever career oh, it is. Yeah. Especially in this crazy ass industry yeah. that we're in. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I think that that's, that's another, I think that's a really good way of combating, especially as a Latinx woman um, in this industry and all the struggles that you are going to go through as the industry changes, being strong mentally is going to be the thing that like, guides you through your yeah. success, mm-hmm. your yeah. fame. Yeah. Yes. Manifesting.
3: Yeah. it's is gonna happen. Yes. I think that's for me. Latinas in media, and I know I keep talking about it, but it's a good platform that we have, and kind of, it's Gabby, uh, sorry, Gabrielle Ortiz, uh, and Denise Santos are the other two women of Latinas in media. We're the three of us are the founders, and Gabby came up to me. Uh, wanting to do this project, and Denise, we were like, we have to bring Denise in, and so we got, we started it all, and Denise had already been doing the Latinas Who Lunch, and I remember being like, I want to go to this, because here's like a community of people that I didn't really have, and Mm -hmm. I was really nervous, and I was like, it's really fun, and I feel like I found a home that I didn't know I could have had, you Mm -hmm. know, like, I didn't have that really growing up, I didn't have Latina sisters that I could talk to about things and now I have that and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like filling this, this not hole, but it's like it's opening this door to a room I didn't know oh, was cool. in my life, yeah. you know, and so it's really nice to have that community and I think I want that for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm like everybody just love each other and know, work together. No, truly. Mm-hmm. But it's, that's been such a blessing because it it feels like, it feels like home. And I didn't know that I needed that until mm-hmm. it kind of came to me. And so I'm really grateful for it. I love that. It's amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah. It so makes good. my heart so warm. Oh, I know. so good. <laughs> you are home. I mean, this is your home. Oh, thanks. I love that you feel like you have that community. Because, I mean, you know, like we've been saying, Atlanta needs that community. Like, we are a community and we need to start acting more like it. Mm-hmm. And so having those, like, I wish we could knit all of Different pockets together, yeah. And it's because people
3: will understand each other, you know. I think that's maybe that's the big theme again. I'm psychoanalyzing myself right now, but like, um, maybe that's the big theme, right? Like, having people that understand you, and if you're in the same city trying to do the same thing, Mm -hmm. working on similar projects, you have people that understand you, so why would you want to compete against them? Why would you want to? Why would you want to tear them down, you know, yeah. when they could be
1: your family? Yeah, and mm-hmm. help you. Yeah, we need more compassion and empathy and less ignorance and
0: just all around, yeah, yeah, in every walk. <laughs> so I know this podcast is called Not Famous yet, but let's let's be honest. Oh, yeah, gotta, I skipped all of that. Sorry, see, this is the this is why we work so well together. <laughs> we literally balance each other out because That's i will so brag about myself all day long <laughs> and i and i, like, I self promote constantly Content. and so when i like and Love so it, it amazes me that vivi who has done a lot okay in yeah, the yeah. industry she basically famous okay <laughs> this episode is basically famous bb yeah bb no. yeah. yeah. what, B. 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 what B. projects B. have you done what are, right. have you so been let's just, okay like talk about yourself girl Brag, okay. uh, or i'll break. do it for you <laughs> <laughs> i like when you do it so. all right so <laughs> <laughs>
3: um i've been so when the industry came to atlanta the i got with an agency people store who i love dearly um, I just celebrated my 10-year anniversary at Yay. People's Store. Yeah. I- congrats. Yes,
0: thank you. And I- the way she got it in college, our senior year of mm-hmm. college, this girl right here was like, I need a plan for my future. What do I need oh, to wow. do? So oh, wow. So she went out there and was like submitting to agents when a lot of our friends were like getting ready to go to LA. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I will say Vivi and I were like, Yeah, we're gonna stay here. I was no. like, I think something's happening
3: here. We don't need to go to LA yet. Exactly. I'm gonna stay here. I'm gonna work this market and then I'm gonna I love go to that. LA. That was my plan. New. So smart. Thank you. Good um you But then I was like, oh wait, I don't need to leave, and also I love the city, and I see the potential, like I was saying before, so why would I leave? You know, anyway, but to backtrack, signed with People's Store, one of the first things I booked, besides like an industrial, uh, was The Walking Dead. So I booked first season of The Walking Dead in 2010, and uh, that was great. (laughs) <laughs> what um, was your
1: role? A zombie or what? No, I zombie. <laughs> Tell the people. That's everyone's first question. That's so funny. I no. don't watch it, so I literally don't know anything
3: about
2: zombies. <laughs> Becca, give so me no, my I residuals. <laughs> I love the way you phrase it. A zombie or what? <laughs> <laughs> what else is there? <laughs> <laughs> That's the show. It's a, a zombie,
3: zombie movie, huh? <laughs> it's talking about zombies? It's a musical? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, okay. um No, so there's a... There was a group of core, like, campers... And uh, I played Miranda Morales, who was the mom of two kids, wife to this guy named uh, uh, Morales? I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. My, his name's Quan in real life. His name's Quan in real life. Sorry, I almost said his name. Um, Anyway, Morales. Uh, So we're like the Morales family, and so I played this mom, and uh, if you do watch the first season, which I do highly recommend, it's a really good season, it's only six episodes, Um, and I'm in three out of the six episodes. Oh, nice. But unfortunately... They split up. The campers, like, split up. Never split up. We went one direction, and then uh, the other campers went the other direction, the survivors, and then the storyline follows them and not us. Oh. And so I'm dead now. (laughs) You are a zombie. (laughs) I didn't make it. So
1: you are a zombie then. Bring me back as a zombie. That'd be great. Um,
0: Which is so fun when Vivi was like, uh... I got. The, I will never forget when I got this phone call because I was really? actually in LA. Yeah, because I had proactive doing proactive. Oh yeah. And VV called and she told me, and I remember like being like, "This is it. This is things this are is happening. It? <laughs> things are <Really>? happening. <gasps> Heck yes. Well, Aww. think about it. Because I was like, we were fresh out of college, and you booked this big TV show, and I was in LA doing a commercial, and I was like, we made it. <laughs> we made <laughs> it! We're famous. I love." Um, that. Not so much for me, but Vivi though. (laughs) This led to other opportunities. Yeah, this girl. First of all, in addition to being just an amazing human being, works. She is a working actor. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand what. Like, we all have different ideas of what success is as an actor in this industry. Um, And so that's why, to me, I'm like, nah, be be famous. Be be out there working. (laughs)
2: Well, that's why, one of the reasons we wanted to make this podcast, because I was like, I feel like there's such a misconception of, like, what it means to be a successful working actor. Yeah. Like, if you're not Jennifer Aniston, then you're nothing. Right. And it's like, no. no, Like, we have to highlight these people that are consistently working and, like, making a living off of it. Like, that is success, Mm -hmm. to me, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think touching on what you
3: said, mm-hmm. it's about defining what success is for you, mm-hmm. and being a working actor is a success. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Being famous is another version of success, mm-hmm. but that's like a whole different beast, right? But yeah, I'm wonderfully blessed and grateful to be a working actor in Atlanta, and I have been since 2010, um, with you know the odd part-time job here and there, but mm-hmm. overall, I work, I've worked pretty consistently uh, since 2010. What's been and... your favorite project? Mm-hmm. Baby driver, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. you baby driver? Mm hmm. Oh, wow. So fun.
3: <laughs> so fun. Um, Why
1: was it your favorite?
3: Because they did a stunt in the scene that I was in, and I got to scream, and I got to work with the paper <laughs> right. I love that. And Lily James <laughs> is like the sweetest person. Stop. I yes, love Lily James. She's, she's Cinderella. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So cool. Yeah. She's a delight. Like, she is. I want to be her best
1: one. another best friend okay, okay, another best friend Carol we are getting ready to her. fuck up
0: look she said no room no room I have abandonment issues <laughs> you're not leaving me no 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 oh. I'm, I'm, I want to bring her on
3: gotcha because gotcha. she is just so sweet Um, and that was just a really really fun project to work on and I remember when I got the audition because I remember seeing like Edgar Wright's name as the director in the breakdown and I was like no
1: no, <laughs> no way that's not what
3: <laughs> Why would he He's filming here Because he's only In England Right Or the UK As far as until then
0: so for those who don't know you should look up edgar right um but in college google Vivi and i were like obsessed with his obsessed. movies really? like just that's like, yes. really cool that's like a a cool circle moment. hot buzz, like it's so obsessed. for vivian to get this again yeah. she downplays everything i'm sorry so, I, don't, I don't my brain doesn't do that <laughs> So i'll do it for you so for vivian to get this opportunity to work with this director that we literally were in college like yes. watching his movies over and over again was such a It was a dream come true.
3: It was a dream come true. It really was. Like I was like, and I remember I auditioned, and then I got a call back in. I got the audition in like December, and I got the call back in January, early January. And then I I do this thing where if I don't hear back within a week, I just I'm like, all right, well that didn't happen. I let it go. Um, and so a week had gone by, and I was like, well, damn, I didn't get it, but oh well. And literally a month later, after the call back, I get a call, and I'm driving to like a I think I was just going on like a cabin retreat or something and I was driving up north and I get a call from people's store and they're like, Hey, you booked Baby Driver and I was starting crying. I was like, oh. Oh, I got a pull over what? Oh. <laughs> what? What? And so it was like amazing. And working with it he everything was so great. I love it so much. It was so much fun. Um so if
2: you watch it Go ahead and send
3: me an Instagram message because yeah. I love when
2: people are like, I just saw you in Baby
0: Driver. I've it's never so seen cool.
2: it. It's like one of those movies that I've like always been meaning to watch. It's great. Like since it came out. And I just have it, but I heard it's incredible. I heard it's so good. I have it. You can borrow it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, have I have to buy DVD my own copy. Yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you can get it on DVD.
3: <laughs> um, so Baby Driver was probably my favorite to work on. Walking Dead is a close second because... Uh, because it was the first season, we didn't realize how big it was going to be, yeah. but I do remember my favorite story that I have of Walking Dead is sitting with Juan, who played my husband, um, and we were watching uh, the, other, uh, the other people work, and it was nighttime, because most of it was night shoots, and uh, I remember sitting there, and I said to him, I said, do you think this is going to be big? And he okay. was like, yeah, I think it's going to be really big. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's awesome. It was just like all That's of really a sudden cool.
3: it kind of clicked, like what we were doing. Yeah.
1: And,
3: and the potential that it had mm-hmm. and the amount of effort and energy and creativity that was going into it. Because um, Greg Nicotero is a genius with with his special effects makeup is what he was doing at the time. And it was just, it was brilliant. And I was like, oh my gosh, That's I really so think cool. this is going to be something. I mean, Walking Dead really changed
0: the game. And the it television everything. It changed yeah.
3: everything. It came out and...
0: It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah. I auditioned for The Walking Dead as well.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I auditioned for proactive,
0: but I didn't get it. Just like, yeah, we did <laughs> actually. I oh was, my we God. both auditioned for it. See, uh, you win some, you lose some. Yeah, yeah. win some. <laughs> I think we both won though. I think we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, my favorite memory of you being on The Walking Dead is the rap party because I was her oh, date. Oh yeah, and she was
3: my date to the rap party. My
0: boobs looked amazing. Oh, we <laughs> looked so good. We looked so good. <laughs> We were like 22, 23, 22, 22 going to this party with like all these like people. It's so funny because the guy who I forget his name now, he was Glenn on The Walking Dead. Um, I think that was his name. Glenn? Yes. Glenn. Anyway. He's an actor that's done a bunch of stuff, but I thought he was, like, a grip, and I was having this conversation with the guy at the party. I'm just like, oh my god, he's such a nice guy. Like, yeah, I think he's, like, a grip or something, I don't know. And then, like, seeing him later on the show, I was like, oh, my bad. Um, (laughs) But meeting Norman Reedus was another dream come true. Yes, okay, Okay. also,
3: Carol and I were obsessed with the Boondock Saints, and so working on The Walking Dead, the only time I've ever been, like highly starstruck is when Norman Reed is and if he listens to this I would he's gonna be like you're such a dork but um he I remember him getting off of the van and he literally like it's almost like the crowd parted <laughs> and he like walked down and I was like no oh my god That's Norman Reed. Oh, my God. Okay, Okay. and I remember seeing his name on the call sheet being like, no, no, but who else has that
1: name? No. Vivi, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. And if you do have one last, like, if you could give your best tip of advice for people that are not famous yet, what would it be? (sighs) This is such a big moment. (laughs) Um, No,
3: I think my biggest words of wisdom or advice would be to really do some self-discovery to figure out what success means to you, why you're pursuing what you're pursuing, and to check in with yourself every now and then to make sure that you're okay and that you're on the right path Mm -hmm. and the path that you want to be on as opposed to just saying yes or no to things because you're afraid or because you think you should. Love that. Love that.
2: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for being on to
1: Latinas and Media on Facebook.
3: Yes, and Instagram.
1: And Instagram. And what's your me. personal handle?
3: Viviana Chavez, V I V I A N A Chavez, C H A V E Z. Follow me. <laughs> I'm always on Instagram. Follow me.
1: Love <laughs> it. All right. Thank you, Vivi. We love you. We love you, too. Bye. Bye.